Welcome to the Lost Lowdown Podcast 153 with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? We're back, continuing our Season 3 commentary series, and today we're going to cover the Season 3 pre-finale catch-up slash recap episode entitled Lost The Answers. The Answers. Which uh, we did not really watch uh, before, which uh, might have been pertinent to, uh, you know, The Answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to dive into that, do a little commentary series on it, um, and see what they say and didn't say uh, uh, so we can, uh, kind of wrap up season three. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, um, did you say that already? It aired right before the final episode for season Yeah, three. okay. So, mm-hmm. so they won't talk about what happened in the, in the last episode, um, but everything before that, um, you know, they might discuss and, uh. Supposedly they're gonna answer some questions here, uh, mm-hmm. so that'll be interesting. Yeah, so if you want to sync up with us when we watch this, um, I guess well the easiest thing to do is we'll put a link on our page uh, where you can find it online, um, and or you can try googling uh, "Lost the Answers" on Daily Motion. Uh, these that's where we're gonna be watching it from. It's in three parts. Uh, they're about 12 minutes each. Um, yeah, should be good. I'm interested to see uh, what they say and, most importantly, how they say it. Oh, yeah. That's that's always the key with these two. Yeah. They're, they're, they choose their words very carefully, which is funny because in, in their banter, they have the illusion of being very loose and silly, but mm-hmm. they're actually quite careful about the way they phrase things. The looseness and silliness gives them time to be careful on how they say things. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, the pants. Let's joke about pants for a while while I think about how we're going to say stuff. Yeah, how I avoid the question, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. So, yeah, this will be uh, this will be interesting. This is definitely something I, I didn't pay attention to back in 2007. Yeah. All right, well, let's dive in. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's sync up. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. What, there's a plane crash on this show? <laughs> that was the tail section. It's the story that began with a simple question. But the search for the answer. <laughs> search for the answer was just the beginning. Funny thing to say. Mysterious island. That makes it sound like they found the houses like right away. Yeah. This is our island. We're gonna die alone. And seeking redemption. I'm on my own journey now. We've been presented with my own journey. Makes it seem like the Blastar map was a part of his journey. I yeah. guess it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Stride, you know, like running. Mm-hmm. All that we've learned. All that we've learned. Wow. Producers Damon Lindelof and Carlton. Wow, that made it seem like they said, "Smoke monster, you can come out." And provide the final word. 
That is a definitive answer as to why the plane crashed. Why do you find it so hard to believe? Why do you find <laughs> the it final so word. So many mysteries. She's alive. There were no survivors. So little time. Charlie, so many mysteries. So little time. Nice. <laughs> Lost the answers. All right, the, give us all the answers, guys. Millions of viewers around the world have searched. This is Comic Lockwood, by the way. Yeah. Nice Which I think is. Do you want to know a secret? Surprising. Tonight, we go right to the source. Sometimes you answer a question, but another question crops up as a result of it. So if you reveal that Locke is in a wheelchair, the question then becomes, how did he get in the wheelchair? I think it's a lot like life. I mean, you march forward, you get answers to certain issues, <laughs> certain questions in your life. So that's a huge thing to say. It's like life. Confirming our uh, ideas about the show. It's a mystery show. Pretty clearly. That's part of the DNA of Locke. Yeah. We embrace it. You'd think they would have come by now. The characters don't know anything about each other. If you were on an airplane and it crashed, you wouldn't know anything about the guy who was in 16C. So, that plane crash? What gave it away? Why 16C? Was that Jack C? <laughs> yeah, 16. Hmm. Mm -hmm. The show has been sort of an exploration into these characters' past. They're mysterious, in addition to the island. And so, little things like, what did Kate do, or why did Saeed torture somebody, or how did Jack get his tattoos? I didn't realize why did Saeed torture somebody was a mystery. We come to learn that he was a spinal surgeon. We know that Jack had a lot of issues with his father. How many drinks did you have at lunch, Dad? We know that his wife All the drinks. A lot. As many as they would give me. He believes that this is an impossible surgery, and the oh. next day, lo and behold, you're gonna he dance. Sarah's foot with a pencil, and, and it wiggles. Feel this. So he has yeah, that's an interesting thing to say because it's like Jack does believe in the impossible. Uh, sometimes, yeah. No, I remember them saying like in Man of Science, Man of Faith, he was both of them. Oh yeah. High standard. He's insecure in many ways, although at the same time, he's a great hero. Everything's gonna be okay. We're gonna stay here tonight, okay? Together. You did a good thing. You're taking care of everybody. Just giving us more to count on. Kay was a fugitive before she came to the island. She still is a fugitive. She is still a fugitive. Once a fugitive, always a fugitive. A lot in the pilot is made <laughs> up of these handcuffs and right. fault finds, leading to the ultimate reveal that somebody on the plane was a fugitive. We reveal by the end of the pilot that it's Kate. Catherine, what did you do? I took care of you, Mom. <laughs> no, you took care of him. <laughs> a house containing her stepfather, and there's a U.S. marshal who's been chasing her. Kate Austin, you're under arrest for murder. I didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, you did. He's taking her on the plane back to the United States, and that's really where the story begins. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you're worried about me, Jack. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you have a problem staying in one place for very long, Kate. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that when we did the rewatch. Yeah. The commentary, and it's like he called her character Ooh, flaw in the that beginning. That was so early. We really do try to answer. I mean, right at the beginning of the show, I don't think anyone Practical questions they try to answer. Hmm. Out the mysterious okay. signal. Hey! We've got a bomb! Oh, right. The message. There is some message. I was wondering if polar bear is a practical question. Yeah. Because they kind of implied that it was. 
it's been playing over and over for 16 years. Guys, where are we? Charlie looked around and realized, you know, this might not be a regular island. He said, you know, guys, where are we? He said, where are we? And then he forgot he cared about that. There's a woman named Danielle Rousseau on the island. She was mm -hmm. on some sort of a research vessel. It crashed. Her crew died. And she's been sort of wandering around this island. <laughs> Her crew died. Let's just say they died. That's a big skip over. We, yeah. we don't need to talk about how. <laughs> She has a lot of weird ideas about whispering and the others. Mm -hmm. The big question out there is, where are they? What is this island? Why can't anybody find it? Why all these people? Why were they all brought together? You know, what were they? That's doing? the big question. That was like five or six. That was like twenty questions. <laughs> In this season, but as we move forward, stuff that we we're very focused on answering. I think the show is kind of a giant mosaic, and you know, we have the present and we have the past and, and there's the future and by the end of the series we will have filled in all those tiles and you'll have mm. you know, a sense of who these characters were who they are but also who they're going to become by the end this picture that's interesting will yeah be a complete story of lost i did yeah. you see damon's face i did the <laughs> asking the question was the crash of Oceanic So yeah, that part about filling in the future is interesting because that's all season six. Yeah, totally. At the center of the show, there has always been this conflict between Jack and Locke, and that conflict has sort of been rooted along the axis of empiricism versus faith. We were brought here for a purpose. And who brought us here, John? The island. You have a guy like Jack who's basically saying, this is coincidence. I was a guy, I got on a plane, the plane crashed on the island. The island's weird, but that's not my problem. I just want to get off. I don't believe in destiny. Yes, you do. See, that's admitting the island's weird. I don't even know if Jack goes that far. Yeah. purpose, a design to this. This place is different. He is completely a believer in the island and the island's magical and mysterious powers. He wants there to be an explanation and meaning to all this. But even Locke's faith was not entirely without reason. He was paralyzed before the plane crashed. Just put me on the bus right now. I can do this. Yeah, you can't. You don't know who you're dealing with. Don't ever tell me. I can ride in a bus. I really can. Exactly how it was. The lock got in the wheelchair. This is awkward. He finds out his father is this man named Anthony Cooper. Locke loves this man and wants to have a relationship with him. I'm so thankful for you, John. But this is a big elaborate con. You stole my kid. So Get over it. it! I love that line. Expose you. I'm gonna rat you out. Laughable. Right by the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Conveniently. When Locke got to the island, suddenly he could walk again. So landing on the island was the greatest thing ever to happen in John Locke's life. He becomes sort of the hero that he always wanted to be in his former life, but never could be. The last thing he wants to do is ever go back yep. to the outside yep. world. Yep. Yep. I like it here too. In fact, Locke's conviction led him to solve one of the island's most profound mysteries. He finds this mysterious hatch. What? Did he really solve? That's a stretch, Kyle. <laughs> he they should have said discover. Yeah. Solve? Like, I don't think he ever figured out what was going on with that place. He was 
in a solo round the world sailing race. He crashed on the island. Solo race? They Solar race? This is the first of a series of hatches that were built on this island by this mysterious... You're uh, saying hatches. Yep. partner currently located at Station 3, where scientists could work to understand the unique electromagnetic fluctuations emanating from this sector of the island. The Dharma Initiative was on this island. There's Miles' douchey dad, Pierre. <laughs> and they built these hatches all over the island where they conducted various scientific experiments. And the most important hatch was called the Swan, and that's where Desmond... The most important hatch. Button mm. ...every 108 minutes, and he was told that if he didn't push that button, the world would end. One day, he actually ventured outside of the hatch. Desmond failed to enter the code in the computer in the hatch. As a result, <laughs> 15 crashes. When did you come here? September 22nd. That is the definitive answer as to why the plane crashed. The electromagnetic All right. Yeah. Shot out of the I I feel like I never doubted that. I don't know. But the crash was not welcome news to a community of people already living on the island. There were people who were like, there has to be more to it or something. You run, you can make that shore in an hour. Ethan, get up there to that fuselage. There may actually be survivors. Listen, learn, don't get involved. Go. The others are a community of around 30 or 40 people, we think. Why would he think they'd be survivors? Anyone from the outside wow. world to find them. This is not your island. This is our island. Nor are they particularly happy when new people arrive on the island and threaten their privacy. Hello there. The first guy we meet is a guy named Ethan. He kidnaps Claire and does all sorts of nasty things to her. You're just going to feel a little pinch. He ends up getting killed by uh, Charlie. Skipping over some stuff. Yeah. Did he really do nasty things to her? I mean, uh, that's not the impression I had. Then there's Mr. Friendly. Good thing we found you. He's actually, in some ways, kind of a nice guy. I'm not showering in front of you. <laughs> You're not my type. He always has something mean. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yep. You think we are, Jack? Kind of people that would hang Charlie from a tree. Kidnap children. We're gonna have to take the boy. That's the kind of people I think you are. But we do know that he is a football player. Based on the way he throws <laughs> the ball, I would say he's probably not a quarterback. The defense. But Mr. Nice. <laughs> my name is Benjamin Lyons, and I've lived on this island all my life. Bye. <laughs> yeah. He is a very interesting and complex guy. You came striding out of the jungle, John, to make my dream come true. He's very smart, he's very creepy, and he's very dangerous. And he wears glasses. Because we're not killers, James. This conflict between the others and our beast survivors... You're the killer, Anna Lucia. <laughs> They've attacked us! Sabotaged us! Abducted Here we are! Oh, no! You know that sabotage... They didn't... I don't think the others sabotaged them. Yeah, I was just thinking no. about that because they they thought the others burned the raft, but it was a lie. Yeah. I don't think they yeah. sabotaged them. They didn't. Attacked, sure. The search for answers began the very first night. The first mystery of the island was when all of a sudden the trees were moving and our characters heard a noise and they're wondering what the heck is going on out there. The first question is, what does that thing look like? Is it a dinosaur? <laughs> is the monster man-made? We don't know. Does the monster yeah. have some sort of ability to judge you? Locke passed it the first time he saw it, but then later on, the monster grabbed him and tried to pull him into a hole. 
Oh. All right. Part one's done. <laughs> that was an abrupt end there. They were talking yeah. about the smoke monster judging. All right. Let's go to part two. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, everybody. We're going to go to part two now. All right. Let me know when you're ready. I am ready. All right. Here we go. The answer is part two. Five, four, three, two, one. Sorry, redo that. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Okay, yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Sorry, let's do it again. Okay. <laughs> it up again. <laughs> All right. Third time's the charm, guys. Here it comes, here it comes. Five, four, three, two, one. What does it do with that judgment is a very sort of interesting question. What does the smoke monster do with that judgment? So I was thinking about that. I never thought about the judgment this way, but obviously the smoke monster can judge you from his point of view. Yeah. So I just never thought about it that way. I thought about it more like morally or something. But it makes sense that the smoke monster can just judge what it thinks of you. Taking pictures of her. Is a monster a manifestation of the island? We don't know. We do know that hmm. when it looks at you, it seems to be able to process certain memories that you okay. make. Okay. And some memories can become quite real. Okay. We have learned uh, that the island is capable of these aberrations. You know, Jack can see his dead father, Walt, who was off, you know, in some other place. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are they? Yeah, so they're they're putting all these in one thing. So they're saying those are the smoke monster. So it's all the smoke monster. Okay. Even Walt. So I think that makes that Walt thing definitive. Yeah. Since, like, in the episode right after this, they're going to show Walt again mm-hmm. appearing on the island. They sort of reconciled their relationship. I mean, it almost feels like that's a setup. We reveal in her past yeah. that she had been told that her and her husband Jin would never be able to have a baby. It's Jin who is infertile, not her. Then we discovered the son is pregnant. Positive is a positive. But it's impossible. Oh no, it's possible. <laughs> and the big mystery is whose baby is. It? <laughs> is that it the big mystery? That's the big mystery. When son was brought. Whose baby is it? It's Michael's baby. It's Michael's baby, yeah. <laughs> it's just... These are all people who need to redeem themselves. They've made huge mistakes in their past, and now that they're on this island, they get the opportunity to put all those mistakes behind them. Hey, Charlie, I need you to go get Jack. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. If I can kick drugs, I can deliver a baby. Let me explain. I'm a drug addict. I was a drug addict. I'm clean now. Charlie and Claire have a long and complicated It's not helping. Charlie starts out very early on kind of providing her comfort and uh, imagining a jar of peanut butter. Stick to the roof of your mouth. I think Carlton wrote that. Mm-hmm. He loves her. Yeah. And part of her really loves him. But because Charlie was an addict, Claire isn't entirely sure she can trust him. Gives him to me. Over time, he has become sort of the surrogate father for Aaron, her child, and mm-hmm, the three of them mm-hmm. kind of comprise the closest thing to a nuclear family that exists on Lost. You know, I'm not giving up on you either, Charlie. We'll get through this together. 
our characters really seem to be able to rise to the occasion and <laughs> are incredibly skipping over fire plus water qualities that <laughs> really yeah they showed a scene from fire plus water but they didn't really explain the context my name's benny <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a looker. Husband, what are you running from? I'll have to get my honor back. And trying to do Does he ever get his honor back? Did he ever have any? <laughs> That's a good point. To get it back, you have to have it in the first place, Des. Yeah. Desmond's moment of heroism arrived when he sacrificed himself. So this is Desmond's big selfless moment, I guess. With the turn of a key, well, destroyed the hatch. Is it a sacrifice <laughs> if you don't know the consequences? <laughs> and he yeah. didn't know. He didn't. Did he think he was gonna kill him? In the process, uh, he, I he guess he had no idea what was gonna happen. To he definitely took the, the chance. Snow hut. Mysterious snow hut. Come on. <laughs> They pick up a telephone and they call Penny Widmore, Desmond's girlfriend. Hello. I think we found it. The implication is the island is hard to find, and only because of this extraordinary electromagnetic event did it reveal itself for a moment and was found. That is a big question that remains hanging over. The Wait, what was the question? The, <laughs> the island's location. Oh, just where it is. Okay. Sort of okay, this is interesting. Visions mm -hmm. of things that are going to happen in the future. How'd you know Blair was driving? You uh. Hear the lightning as well. When I saw the lightning hit the roof, you were electrocuted. And when you heard Claire was in the water, you... You drowned trying to save her. No matter what I tried to do. See, that's where it goes wrong. Because he had just proven that he can change, he can stop yeah. him from dying. Yeah. He can just, you know, just keep doing it. Well, that goes into the confusion of that whole episode about whether he can change it or not. Yeah. It's all over the map on that. Because he just got through saying, I want to go back so I can change it. The others, yeah. where did they come from initially? What is their genesis? We know that the others have been able to leave the island, go to and from it. They go and they recruit Juliet. Mind if I ask you something? Sure. What do you say? We discovered that Juliet, in fact, is a very successful fertility research doctor Judging from the decomposition of the endometrium, I would say that the woman was somewhere... Actually, she was thousands of years old. <laughs> what if I told her that we could have complete freedom and money to find out? There's something inside of her that is really intrigued by this offer. We're here. And they actually take Juliet to the island and basically install her as their resident expert on fertility. My name is Benjamin. I'm the worst thing that ever happened to you. looking forward to working with Her job is to try to see whether she can find out why pregnant women on the island are dying. I think it happens at conception. There's nothing I can do about it, at least not here. Not sure I understand. The only way to see if I'm right is to take a woman off the island. No, you're not taking anybody off the island. Why not? Julia I want to hear why not. She becomes aware that Ben is manipulating her, and all she wants is to get If you care so much about solving the problem, why not? Stay here until your work is Part of her work is to figure out... The yeah. mothers keep dying. Then we'll find see, that's the wrong part. We'll find more mothers. Yeah. But they're dying. You don't want them to die. Let's find more. And right about then, our I guess the I guess that's setting up them trying to kidnap the pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. When Oceanic 815 crashes, Ben's got live footage of the plane, and the crash news has already hit. I want detailed files on every single passenger. 
Those files revealed there was a surgeon on board. Jack and his friends This is not the order the story was told. Yeah, they're they're going back and forth depending on the topic, yeah. Yeah. The Dharma Initiative was doing research on polar bears, they had them in cages, they obviously escaped, they're roaming free. There's your polar bear answer, guys. Uh oh, uh oh. I didn't say I was gonna do it. I This made it sound like killing Sawyer was like the plan. Mm -hmm. But it, that's not really how it happened. Like it was kind of organic that Pickett wanted to kill Sawyer. <laughs> Who's Kate gonna sleep with first? Like, because of what happened with Colleen, like, that wasn't the plan, I don't know. It, I feel like it's unanswered what the plan was originally. Well, I think they were there for leverage, for sure. Oh, I agree, I agree, but they sort of implied the plan all along was, we're gonna threaten to kill Sawyer, and then Kate will convince Jack to do it. It's not clear to me that was the plan. No, no. He says it out of love, not out of heartbreak or jealousy. Although Juliet's a woman. Juliet's a woman. Juliet's a woman. Interesting. I, is that definitive? <laughs> he said that if I helped you, that he would finally let me go home. But I don't think that Jack has given up on Kate. See, there's yeah. the wishy-washy answers. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's not my control. It's all about what she does. I love that line, by the way. I don't care what Jack said. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite Kate line from season three. Jack, Kate, they're watching. Oh, it's fake picket. Made a deal with them. They're gonna let me go. Where? Home. So later, uh, have fun being trapped here. And over the course of the season, we've seen a lot of conflict between Jack and Locke, principally on this exact issue. You don't have to point the gun at me. I can tell you where Jack is. <laughs> I'm looking for Jack. I'm looking for the submarine. What submarine? The one you used to travel to and from the island. It started back in season one, Locke's desire to keep everybody on the island. Slowly but surely, he's methodically picking off every possibility of rescue. What are you doing here, John? I'm sorry, Jack. Sorry for what? I got wet, somehow. So this, that, yeah, that's part of Locke being the villain of the show of like keeping them on the island. Yeah, definitely. And they say that's what he's trying to do. But all right, here's a commercial. And now we get a commercial break. Why do we love? All right, I guess uh, if you're watching this with us, you will also see a commercial yeah, at this point. Yeah. So I think the rest of this is commercials. So that's the end of this segment. That's all commercials. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was so the end of that is... segment. Cool. We're going to skip to uh, part, part three here. Let's do it. Wait for these dots. Oh, daily motion. You and your dots. Loading dots. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, so so far they haven't said anything too crazy. No, uh, but it's, honestly, it's interesting to hear them just explain the story. Yeah, because they have to put it in their own words. And sometimes what they say is a little bit different. Like, they sort of say that 
that the smoke monster's judgment of Locke changed, and that explains why he didn't attack him earlier in season one, but then he pulls him down the hole at the end of season one. That's something that's not really clear to me from well, I didn't, the show. I didn't take it. Eh, I'd have to hear it again. I didn't take it that they said his judgment changed, but just that he judged him at some point. And, and it's at one oh, point. Oh, like he hadn't like, judged him yet in the first thing. Something like that. Yeah. When he okay. first sees him, he, Locke is able just to go past him. And then the second time he tries to take him, but it's not clear why. I don't think it's, they made it clear why he decides to try to take him. Oh no, they certainly didn't. Uh. But they implied it had something. And presumably, yeah, but presumably maybe that's what he was doing the second time. He's actually going to judge him. Oh, okay. Like a final judgment or a something. Final judgment, or, yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, the judging thing is like a thread I, I wish I understood a little more. Yeah. Um, like what they're thinking at this point, because I feel like later, you know, you can just read it as, uh, you know, the way anyone could judge another person. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. And, but it seems like it has more weight than that. And I don't know if that's just me or... Or they intended it to have more weight and they changed their mind. I don't even know. Yeah. It's really hard to tell. All right, you ready for part three? Let's do it. Looks like we got to start with a YoPlay commercial. YoPlay, man. Lose the weight, find the confidence. <laughs> YoPlay. Yeah, it's light and fat-free. Yeah. And it's Strawberry got that uh, like tinfoil top. That's how you know it's YoPlay. Gotta love it. <laughs> Not YoPlay unless there's tinfoil on the top. Yep. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Is it really that good? Gonna back on the episode. All right. Crossing paths and intersecting lives. In some sense, I think the show is about how we are all intertwined in our lives. The linkage between these characters is an important part of their mm -hmm. journey and connects it metaphorically to the kind of journeys that we all have in our own lives. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Metaphor for life again. I felt yeah. like the wrong guy. He conned me and embarrassed me. He was a bad guy. I have a son about your age. We find out, for example, that Jack and Claire have the same father. I don't even know your name. Although they don't know that they are half-brother and half-sister. Wanted to stay that way. These are all stories about what are the series of events that led them to get on this plane. Because everything had to happen exactly the way that it did happen. And when they bump up against each other, you realize many of them wouldn't have made the choice to get on that plane were it not for other people. Tell me, what's a uh, walkabout? The walkabout is a journey of spiritual renewal. Randy. Tell me. Fucking Randy. Uh, no. This is like the Randy so segment. Yeah. He was the lottery winner. Randy's man in black. I've had some bad luck too. My uh, grandpa Tito died of a heart attack, and the first house about my mom burnt down. He bought himself a chicken shack restaurant. It's hit by a meteor. Or is it a meteorite? It's bad luck either way. It's a meteorite. Meteorite. No, it's, it, he got hit by a meteor. The remains is a meteorite. Ah, there we go. Along with same time he is hoping that this island has shed him of his unlucky curse i did not get that sense no like the, i i thought he thought the curse was that he was on the island not that the island was going to help him get rid of the curse like I, that's that's weird to me 
actually represents a little more than just that because Hurley finds a dead body in the van. Poor Roger. Work, man. <laughs> I'm a janitor. Oh, He's man, what a cut. Benjamin Linus's father. A shocking revelation that we've made recently is that Ben came to the island when he recently. was a child. Recently. I love that. Mm -hmm. Who was a janitor working for the Dharma Initiative. We know that he had a troubled relationship with his daddy. With his daddy. daddy. <laughs> hard to celebrate on the day you killed your mom. We went for a hike. You had to come early. Now she's gone, and I'm stuck here on this island. Well, you. Well, yeah. And that led him to become a fairly dark and twisted individual. Or was it being rescued in the cave water? Yeah, that's a good Temple point. water. I can remember I've had to put up with you. Come on, Dad. Open the door! Yeah, right. That's what I always think of the answer when Ben led a mass extermination and emerged with the guard nose in hand still running. It's incredible. That gas, man, that gas is like powerful. So while Sawyer is sitting there next to the skeleton drinking beers, Plink. There it is. Classic shot. <laughs> he's drinking beers with a skeleton, and Correct. he's not aware that there's anything dark about that. No, he's having a good time, believe it or not. I mean, you get your kicks any way you can on the island. <laughs> ben will be very happy. Carlton was interested in that. Yeah. To grow them into a prosperous society, and now John Locke has shown up, and John Locke has sort of exhibited certain specialness, and that's really threatening to Ben. What if I told you this somewhere on? How has he exhibited specialness? Specify that, please. Mm -hmm. I just don't see it. That was a metaphor. The whole island is a magic box. But it's not. Yeah, that's weird. That's the weirdest thing is they keep saying that, and I feel like we gotta talk about that magic box thing. Yeah. It's like I don't see it really playing out the way they describe it. I'm sorry. He's not who we thought he was. That surprise, is. surprise. <laughs> I, it's a surprise to me, guys. <laughs> Sawyer, when we first meet him on the island, yeah, he says we. Around this mysterious letter. Mm -hmm. Want to know what kind of human being I am? Read it. Dear Mr. Sawyer, you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. I know what you done did. I know what you done did. And I don't know what sex is, but it got her killed. <laughs> it was bad. big thing that we learned about Sawyer is that his name isn't Sawyer. The man who conned his parents is named Sawyer, and Sawyer has sort of taken on his name in a bizarre homage to this man that he wants to kill. We come to discover that the original Sawyer is actually Locke's father. What? Spoiler alert. As far as he's concerned, but something that Locke knows about, and that's why he puts them in a room together. Locke knows because Richard gave him the file. Sawyer this opportunity yeah. to do what he's wanted to do for so long. He pulled a Jacob. Mm-hmm. What about you? When you look at Cooper, he's basically responsible for Locke becoming the man that he became. And he's responsible for Sawyer becoming the man that he became. I, you know, like, I feel like that's partially true, but I also feel like Locke was like that before... It just gave him a focal point, but... The way he manipulates Locke was using the qualities that he has when he's the person he becomes later. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not clear to me how much he changed Locke 
I mean, he certainly gave him a lot of problems. Ben takes Locke to this cabin as sort of a litmus test to find out if uh -oh. Locke is indeed special. And well, breaking Locke's back so is the biggest thing ever to him, so I think yeah. that's obviously above Ben in the hierarchy. So they just said oh, wait, he wait. brought Locke to the cabin as a litmus test. Yeah, I want to hear this. And that is enough for Ben to realize that Locke represents a massive threat to his primacy as the leader of the others. So he lures Locke out to this I missed what he said. <laughs> missed that part. Gotta go back to that. Yeah. They came here seeking armor. They couldn't even coexist with the island's original inhabitants. I was one of the people that was smart enough to make sure that I didn't end up in that ditch. Which makes me considerably smarter than you, John. Yeah. That didn't Lock, work you're at a little all. too late. <laughs> that's, a, that's a classic Lock moment. If he were being he's killed, like, why? Comical. He said. He said. Lock is dying thinking why. Yep. As usual. Well, I certainly hope he helps you, John. You're standing right next to me when that submarine exploded. From that moment, I saw it in your eyes. I want to get off this island more than anything else in the world. One of us. After a long absence, the leader returned. Jack has now been liberated from the others. He's now back on the beach camp with everybody else. Right. He brings Juliet with him. The hell is she doing here? Our people don't trust Juliet. Jack says leave her alone. That makes Jack impeachable in everybody else's eyes. They wonder why is he protecting her? Why We're going to impeach you, Jack. Suspicious of what? Desmond has started having these premonitions. <laughs> Didn't they already talk about this? <laughs> yeah, they glossed over it. This is important. Why? Because someone's coming. It's a helicopter. Rescue. Plop. No, it's not. The big event that happens is this mysterious woman parachutes onto the island. With a wig. Mm -hmm. And she's got a picture of Penny and Desmond with her. Uh-oh. She is here with a group of people. They're in a freighter 80 miles off the coast, and their job is to come rescue Desmond. Okay, he's misdirecting us. Yep, totally. Call that freighter, and they can get rescued. But that's never gonna happen. Well, so you say. If they get off the island, the show's over. That part right there. If you get off the island, the show's over. If they get off the island, the show's over. They're totally fucking with us. Yeah. There were no survivors. One theory is that they're in purgatory. But you and I have said publicly that they're not in purgatory. They're not ghosts. They are actually alive and breathing somewhere in the space-time continuum. Hey, I need to talk to you. The space-time space -time continuum. Yikes. That's a big place. Yeah, Way to get specific. Seems only fair considering that she's the reason no one wants to tell you that there's a woman in Hurley's tent who parachuted onto the island yesterday. Why didn't anyone tell me this? She just told you why. She really literally just told you. <laughs> we were thinking something Come on, Jack. Between these two. And in fact, something is going on. Juliet has told Jack what her mission is. Juliet, it's Ben. I'm sending three teams to extract Quan the night after tomorrow. Three teams? Did he really send three teams? Three teams in one group. Okay. A team of three people. Yeah, I don't get it. We know exactly what they want, when they're coming to get it, and they have no idea. So tomorrow night, we stop running. We stop living in fear then. Because when they show up, we're gonna blow them all to hell. The problem is that the others now know about Naomi, the woman who was parachuted onto the island. 
you leave right now, how long will it take you to reach their camp? Three teams. Three teams, right? All of them. Any of them are stupid enough to get in your way. Kill them. I can't transmit using this phone because Daniel's distressing. Wait, she said that's a Richard? That was a weird cut. No, it was a weird cut. He didn't say it's a Richard. They were just showing Richard's reaction. Yeah. Ben is using one of the Dharma stations to block all of the signals off of the island except for ours. What station? They call it the Looking Glass, but it's underwater. I have no idea. Wait a minute. How did Juliet know about that? Yeah, that's a good point. Because I thought it was a secret. Like, I thought you were on Simon in Canada. Like, I don't understand why she's in on that. That's weird. That never bothered me. I think I'll be able to find the relay switch in the safe Now, I'm not letting you go on some suicide mission just to flip a switch. Someone has to do it. Suicide mission to flip a switch? Charlie, unfortunately, has been told that he's going to die. If you don't, none of it will happen. He's been told. Mm-hmm. Helicopter. And then a helicopter crashes and they die. Like, how do you know that they get to rescue? They get to helicopter. Save. That's all you need. Sign a hatch. A blinking yellow light. Flick the switch. And then you drown. With the threat of the others imminent, Charlie accepted his fateful mission. And instead of being fearful of this, Charlie heroically embraces this fate. And he goes, so be it. Something needs to be done to get us all rescued. Fine, Claire. You gotta promise me something. Don't worry about me. Alright. <laughs> can do, can do. Yeah. And the reality is, is most of our characters are heroes. When the proverbial others are coming. Hey. The proverbial <laughs> others. And take action. So here we go again, huh? Here we go again. It's like at the end of every season, we got a big fight. Yep. When they act in the spirit of the community, they protect each other. Wait! Dude, it's fine. I don't even want to go in your stupid boat. Just remember, I love you. Yeah, whatever. I love you too. The question remains what is the fate of our castaways? Are they going to get off this island? Ultimately, it's about these people. It always has been. The silence has given them All right, he just said it. Yep. Themselves, and that change Season 3 he said it. Really what the end game of the show will be all about. Also Bonnie and Greta. Mhm. Mm all right, lost. There it goes. Last thing they just said. Alright. The end game of the island. Or the end game of the story. Let's see what he said. Come on, I want to play it. Yeah, you gotta hit replay. And... Looking for the end game? He said the island has given them a chance to reinvent themselves, and ultimately that will be the. Wait, I missed it. <laughs> that will be the end game. Mm hmm. I gotta hear it again. 
Where's the fate of our castaways? Are they going to get off the island? It's about the people. Always has been. I'm given the opportunity to completely reinvent themselves. That change is really what the end game is about. Okay, so the end game of the show is about their change. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. So, yeah, so it's not about what they do. It's not about stopping something. It's not about right. saving the world. It's not about... Uh, they've changed the end game of the show. I'm trying to figure out how that ties into season six. Like, is their change, is it like their change is what causes this sideways, flash sideways? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, okay, overall, uh, not too many big reveals that, you know, things we didn't really know. Um, it was more recap than answer. Yeah, it definitely was, was more recap. Uh, you know, they confirmed they're not in purgatory. They confirmed some, some of yeah. the mysterious stuff. They put, yeah, they put Walt and Christian and the horse. The horse! All in the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, ridiculous. Yeah, they didn't say it was Smokey, but they did put it all in the same state. Yeah, if Christian is Smokey and they're all three the same thing, then... Yeah. But you're right, they didn't directly say it. And obviously, we know, like, some of what they're saying here is bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That they're intentionally saying to throw us off or whatever, because they, they know they're about to reveal certain things. Yeah. Um, so it's always hard to totally decode what they say but uh going back to the cabin thing um oh i wanted to go back to that too it's yeah like five, what are these 553 ish um let me see here uh ben takes lock to the cabin as a litmus test to find out if lock is indeed special And the way he can determine that is whether he can commune with Jacob. Who's above Ben. In the hierarchy. Like, here's Jacob. Okay. Say, help me. And Matt tells Ben that Locke is a threat. So, that would be, I think, that would be the, pretty much the obvious way of reading (laughs) that storyline um from well because that's certainly what i thought it was at the time suggests though that ben expected something to happen right right um yeah but it's just if he didn't think there was anything there then there's no way he's going to get a test out of that unless it's a test whether Locke is going to pretend to see something that isn't there Mm mm-hmm um, yeah. But this, this, uh, I mean, it's possible they're bullshitting, but I think it's also possible that it's, it's what well, we've talked about some, that they, they changed their mind a bit about the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there was something going on with Jacob and Ben and the cabin. Not clear exactly what, but. He did think Jacob was there and, you know, he was worried about Locke hearing him. So, 
at this point in the story, Richard hasn't told Ben that he went to visit Locke when he was Locke was a kid. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I remember thinking that that was in the background of them all expecting, you know, Locke, like the others, that whole mm-hmm. sequence of he has to kill his father and they're all like waiting for him. But they, they imply in that sequence that it's because he regained the ability to walk when he crashed there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's an open question whether Richard ever told anyone that he did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like there's no clear evidence that he did. Yeah, it's almost like he, you know, maybe it would be, I mean, it shouldn't work time-wise, but maybe it would be some sort of betrayal to, to tell Ben that he went to try to find another leader. Mm-hmm. In the past. But it's kind of like, well, that was before you were born, Ben. Yeah. But, he yeah, did tell, so, he did tell Jack in the seventies. Yeah. I think that's the only time. Well, and that's part of the problem too, is like he, you know, we've talked about that before too, where you, you see these characters in the seventies and then they, and you know they're time traveling. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, he's not really surprised because yeah. the time traveling hasn't happened yet in yeah. the season three stuff or whatever, or like, yeah, that's. I mean, Ben saw them too, but the, because of the, the whole weird temple experience, mm-hmm. they seem to imply that maybe he just forgot about them completely. Yeah. Like it erased his memory or something. Yeah, which, which, which is kind of why I want to, you know, I give them a pass for when Ben says, um, you know, I've lived on the island my whole life. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really remember before when he was a kid off the island anymore. Right. Right. So it wasn't an outright lie. Like, effectively, it's not as much as he knows he wasn't born on the island. Yeah, he he's not. Whether he it or not. Yeah, exactly. It's more like, yeah, for the whole life I can remember mm-hmm. I've been here. Which, which yeah, I think is a different. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pretty much buy that, you know. Yeah. It's not unreasonable. It's weird. You know, I just, this didn't bother me before. But now I was just thinking that scene when Ben's born uh, you know, they run out of the jungle and Horace is there, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't come to the island until Ben is like 12 or something. Like, I, yeah. So what the fuck did he do for 12 years? And he maintains contact with Horace. Did he work for Dharma, like on the mainland? Was he a janitor for the lamppost? I mean, he seemed frustrated that he was janitor when he arrived, which kind of suggests. I. He yeah, I assume the idea is that he uh, he languished around trying to get jobs as a parent for 12 years and then ran into hard times and then somehow came across Horace. But yeah, they kind of skipped Came across Horace again. Like, that's the weird thing. I, yeah. I always felt like him running into Horace then was the moment when he was hired, but it doesn't quite make no. sense timeline-wise. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't take a job right when he has a baby and he's got to bury his wife. Right, right. You know, like, it, yeah, it wouldn't really make sense to be, yeah, I'll go to your mysterious island. But you I know, guess I'll I'm at, you know, within a month or, or however long, you know, like, mm-hmm. if he if he doesn't have great employment prospects and his wife just died, you know, I can imagine that, you know, a new job, going to a new place could be... That's sort of how I envisioned it originally, but Ben should be a baby then. Yeah. Well, maybe he passed through the time barrier and he, he <laughs> aged faster. 
I think that points out the problem with babies, you know, like you sort of, you want the story to progress like that, but it can't yeah. because the baby's got to grow up and it takes forever. It's always the baby's fault. It's always the baby's fault. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Um, yeah, yeah, not a lot of answers, not a lot of answers. Pretty good recap. I loved how uh, Carlton was, like, watching Damon explain the story as if mm-hmm. he, like, hadn't heard it before. yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, it was a funny moment. And that little thing about, oh, really? He was drinking beers with a skeleton and he didn't think there was anything dark about that? It's <laughs> like, nope. It's like, no, actually. Uh... Yeah, you find, uh, find foe where you can get it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny. They, uh, they, they have, they have their own points of view about the show, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're not necessarily exactly the same. Um, so the product is, you know, a collaboration. Yeah. In ways. But yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think for calling, it, I mean, definitely calling it "Lost the Answers" is kind of hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sort of reminds me of. I remember there was a promo in season two where they said something like, "The answers to three big questions will be in this yeah. week, this week's episode." You know, and it was really lame stuff that I didn't even realize was. I don't even remember what it was. Um, yeah, so it didn't matter that much. Was it who burned the raft or something? Yeah, it was some stuff like that. It was yeah. some like really minor D or E level mysteries. <laughs> Where it's just like, like, why did Saeed torture people? You know, I was just, that's weird to me. They frame that as a mystery because it's like he was in the Republican Guard. I mean, you know, you could ask the the existential question of why do people torture people? But mm-hmm. the re- for information, for, you know, um, interrogation purposes like uh, the same reason you know i mean it just i didn't really understand to compel them to answer well there's there's some a different version of that question which is what would have compelled saeed to become a torturer to accept that job right right but i don't really think that's a super pertinent question either i mean the little we know about his pre uh um i iraq iraq what is it Republican Guard. Republican Guard, yeah. Um, is the flashback when he's a kid right. and he kind of is like, oh, he's sort of a murderer. Yeah. But he had that dark side. He had a dark side, but that's you know they don't really get too much into that by this point in the show. So yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. But I mean, they, it seems like they're trying. You know, they want to they want to really be talking about Nadia, but. Mm-hmm. That's not why he was a torturer. Right. Uh, it's more why he stopped or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little inelegant phrasing there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's not the same as like, why does Jack, what do Jack's tattoos mean or where did he, when did he get them or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love how that was a question no one was asking. <laughs> I know. I know. And I don't even remember, honestly. Um, I mean, I've listened to a little of the Lost Slowdown from those days, and I didn't hear a lot of it. Like, how much did we care how Locke got in the wheelchair? Because I feel like of the, uh, you know, of those mysteries, that's probably the most interesting one. But I'm not sure that was a big deal to me. Yeah, I, I can't really remember. I don't. 
think remember it being because I don't think we thought it was a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I never I didn't envision it being something that they would really have to answer with some big moment, you know. Yeah. I kind of imagined something more like an accident. Mhm. You know. Yeah, it was just an accident exactly. Yeah, like that's you know, hit by a car or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Things that happen that cause people to become, you know, that way. I mean, it's there are many ways that could happen and So yeah, I was I was, I was just thinking about how much I really felt like I needed to know that. Um, and I feel like that wasn't, I feel like they didn't, I mean, the answer they gave makes sense. Um, and if they're going to give an answer, I guess that's the one to give. But yeah. I feel like it's not, it's not necessary for his story. He was broken enough by his father without that, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't need more stuff his father did to him, <laughs> you know. But I guess I guess they wanted to push well, it. But, yeah, it makes sense that for still to be part of his father. You know, he could have been, yeah, he got in a car accident, has dad and had nothing to do with it. But it, it makes sense for them to just compound the problems yeah. his father caused. And they're, so they're going to push the conflict source. when they yeah. bring him to the island. Yeah, could you imagine if he's like, well, I stole your kidney, but at least I didn't push you out of a window. Right, right. It's like, well, okay, yeah. Um, so really the two big takeaways here are the things that we already know and have talked about, which is the show's about the characters, and right. it always has been, it always will be. Yeah. Uh, and they can say that to their blue in the face, and at some point we'll believe them. I know, no one wanted to hear that. Um, yeah. Everyone was still surprised three years later when they were saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Why do they keep saying that? Yeah, like, I don't uh, get it. What do, you, or do you mean that or something? Yeah. And that, you know, the characters being connected throughout their lives mm-hmm. in the same way we're connected in our lives. Yeah. And so it's a metaphor for life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and yeah, he, he said that twice mm-hmm. uh, during the thing. In terms of talking about you know, what the show's about in general. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that was another big thing that totally went over my head. Um, yeah. If they said this, I'm sure they said things like that on the podcast too. And I yeah. just didn't listen to them. <laughs> I didn't, they really didn't make it clear that that was important, even though they kept saying it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just, I mean, they could have, they could have emphasized it more, I guess, but they, like, really everything's a metaphor a for life. Comic books are a metaphor for yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. It just didn't seem like that's, they never said that's the theme of the show, even right. though they were, they were basically saying that. Right. Yeah, and they didn't really underline how it's not just, it's hard to explain. It's not yeah, just. Yeah, it's not just a metaphor for the show. It's the, it's the prism through which you should view the show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, there's another level to it that isn't there with just any, you know, series or whatever. The way you could say yeah. anything involving humans doing stuff is, is like a metaphor for life or like is about life yeah. in some way. Cause that's yeah. true, but I think it's about it more so. Mm-hmm. Um, on this show because yeah it's built into how you're supposed to watch it and the relationship between you and the characters is is closer than it is on a normal show yeah i'd love to do some sort of experiment to where you you take some viewers who have never seen the show and then you explain to them 
the underlying oh, yeah. themes of the show, and then you have right. them watch it and see you see what they think how they about how they view it. Yeah, because yeah. it's clear that most people who watch the show did not see it that way. Yeah, including us. So uh, it, it, we didn't really get the chance to find out. Yeah, someone who hasn't seen it, it would be very interesting. Nice science experiment. Yeah. Find out like what would they say. Would they enjoy it more if they understood what it was? Yeah, or would they enjoy it less? Or, or they, they or, possible. What what do they what parts of the story that do they get invested in? Mm-hmm. You know, or do they not get invested in? Yeah. You know, so when it's the when it comes to the button, if they're like, well, I know the show is about uh you know your own analysis and meaning and mm-hmm. interpretation of life, so. Does the button do something? Uh, we'll probably never really know. And then, right. to, like, to think of that from the beginning, and then to watch the characters play that out, would be really interesting. Might just be frustrating. Might just be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I'm not sure what I would have thought if I knew that was the point in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It felt. It actually feels to me like, uh, the. The journey of going from the way I was originally watching it to now is like, um, I don't know, it's part of the part of the way the show works. You know, yeah. it's funny you said it because that's really almost in a way that's, you know, again, it's not unlike life, right? To yeah. Where, not till you get to the end of life that you really understand what it was all about. Yeah. And what what was important, what wasn't important, uh, yeah, exactly. what you should have done, what you should have focused on. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, that that's that's the natural sort of progression, anyway. Yeah, I feel like that's the show works best that way. Yeah. You have to you have to figure because you can't unknow it. You can't. Yeah, you can't go. You can't know what the show's about the first time and then try to yeah. watch it again, not knowing that. Exactly. And I think ultimately the ideal way to watch a show is like you have to figure that stuff out yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like it's more satisfying that way than just being told that yeah. that's what it's about from the beginning. Well, but the problem is you might not figure that out. Well, that's true. Elusive, it's very easy not to. I'm not sure. It's an elusive idea that you're not, you don't know that that's, you know, a possibility really. I'm not sure very many people besides David and Carlton have figured that out. Right. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Obviously, it can. It's easy for that to never happen. Um, but at least for me, that's been more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I think that if I just had it from the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's another one of those life things. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. You know, it's like you get to view it on the multiple levels that are present in the show. You know. Yeah. You get your surface level. You know your and and your metaphorical level, and then also your sort of audience member level. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. But Anything yeah. else on this? Um, let me think. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear them say stuff that we don't know. Um, I remember they, they said, briefly said, like, is the smoke monster man made? We don't know. Yeah. You know, um, you know, thinking about, it's, it's just always interesting seeing stuff from the time. Cause it's, yeah. it's, it's embedded in that time period. We don't know. 
you know, and they, they all they say about the freighter is they kind of imply that the freighter is Penny there to rescue Desmond. You know? Yeah. Which yeah. they know a hundred percent they're about to reveal is false. Well, and they and they even sort of I think it's not a spoiler, but they he you know he specifically says there's a group of people on the freighter, you know, right. which is basically we know that there's a whole cast of characters coming out. Right. It's not just like there's a one person who's operating it and right. they're just waiting for the rescue. It's like no, there's a whole group that they're gonna have on the show. Right. It's not it's not just Naomi and like someone driving the boat. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, well, we'll be back next time. Uh, this pretty much wraps up our season three stuff. Um, I think next time will be, uh, our season four premiere. Hell yeah. Beginning of the end. Beginning of the end, literally, yeah. Can't wait, cause you know, if they get off the island, the show's over, right? <laughs> hey, that's from the horse's mouth. The horse being the smoke monster. The show's over, and then it's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. How many people said that during the time? Well, if they get off the island, the show's over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? How can you have a show if they if they get off the island? And if you think about it for two more seconds, you could go, well, what if they get off the island but they got to go back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's really logical, and yet I didn't expect it at all. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, well, why would they have to go back? Yeah, that was the big question. Yeah. Well, Claire left her purse. <laughs> Oh man, I should have had my purse. Should have taken my purse on the helicopter. Ugh. Right? Oh well, we gotta go back that. now. <laughs> it's got all my vaccines for Aaron. Oh god, not those. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, let's forget that ever existed. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck.